You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Bishemish, Israel 5783-2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bamidbar. We begin a brand new Sefer, a brand new book of the Torah. And at the beginning of our book, so the Torah describes the counting of the Jewish people, the number, right? This, the Sefer in English is called Numbers. And the measure speaks at length on the concept of numbers, on the concept of counting. I'd like to share with you a very beautiful medrash, which brings a pasuk in Hosea. And this, these pasukim in Hosea are, are incredibly beautiful, and they speak about something which has to do with the duality of the counting. If we look and we see the Mephorshim, what is the concept of counting? Why does God count the Jewish people? So often the counting is because something bad happened, some of the Jewish people died, and Hashem, as it were, is counting to see how many are left. The counting somehow denotes a negative aspect of Hashem's relationship with the Jewish people. But at the same time, it denotes Hashem's great love for the Jewish people. He counts us, He wants to see how many we are, each one is precious, each individual Jew has a special power, a special koach, a unique ability that's that's essential for the Jewish people as a whole. So there's this duality. And the Medrash brings the Pesukim, as I said, in Hosea. The first, first and second chapters of Hosea have a very interesting and deep conversation that Hashem has with the prophet Hosea. Hosea Hanavi, he had indicated to God that the Jewish people are not worthy. And perhaps, perhaps Hashem should move on from his special relationship with the Jewish people and find a different nation to call his, his special nation. And Hashem, in teaching Hosea the mistake that he made, Hashem instructs Hosea to do something very strange and unusual and that is to marry a woman who is not a uh, is not a woman of good repute. She is a woman of ill repute. And this woman, he can't know whose children she's having because of that relationship that he has that she has with people. And Hashem instructs Hosea to marry this woman. And they have three kids, or she has three kids. It's not clear whose kids they are. The first one, it says that. The first child was indeed Hosea's child. The children that came after, it's not so clear. And he, Hashem instructs Hosea to give each of them a name that's related to the fact that Hashem has a relationship with the Jewish people that even though they are unfaithful to Him, they are like this wife, this woman of ill repute. Despite their unfaithfulness, still Hashem has a love for them and has a love for the children of Israel, the children of the Jewish people, just as Hosea indeed has a special love for the children of this wife of his, who who knows if she's even faithful to him. It would seem she's not. And the children may or may not be his, but still, he feels a love towards them. Hashem uses this as a teaching tool for Hosea, the prophet, to understand, for us to understand the power of Hashem's love for the Jewish people, whether we are faithful to Him, or whether we are unfaithful to Him. His love is so powerful. And 
in this beautiful, deep, touching, and almost tragic teaching in this story, so Hashem instructs him, he instructs Hoshea to give names to his children, as I mentioned. One of them is called Yisrael. One of them is called Loi Ruchama, which means the one who we will not have mercy upon. And one child is to be named Loi Ami, not my nation. And here at the end of chapter 1 of Hosea, Hashem promises, Vatar bas she, uh, they have a child, the, a daughter. Hashem says, call this girl Leiruchama, which means not, we will not have mercy upon her. So Hashem wants him to call her that because it represents the fact that Hashem is not going to have Rachmanus on the Jewish people at first. Well, on the house of Israel, he's not going to have Rachmanus, but on the house of Judah, he will, right? The Jewish people were split into two kingdoms. The house of Israel, the house of Judah. Says Hashem, I will save them, but not because of their military prowess, their ability to save themselves. I will save them personally. After having this girl, Loi Ruchama was the second child, they had, they had a third child. God says, Call him Loi Ami, not my nation. Shem says, You are not my nation, and I will not be yours. Then the next Pasuk, and this is the amazing contrast, after saying these negative things about the Jewish people, uh, you know, instructing Hoshea to give names to his children, which imply Hashem's disconnect from them, from the Jewish people. The next Pasuk says the exact opposite. The number of the children of Israel will be like the, like the sand of the, of the, of the beach, or the sand of the sea. You can't measure it, you can't count it. And in place of calling them, you are not my nation, Hashem says, I will call them the children of the living God. You think that you're going to not be my nation. I'm going to even tell you that you're not my nation. But you should know that you're still my nation. You will be my nation. Says the Pasuk, that the Jewish people, the two aspects of the Jewish people, the Bnei Yehuda, who were still faithful to Hashem, the Bnei Yisrael, who were not faithful, they will gather together. They'll have one leader. And they will rise up from the land. Now, the reason that our Medrash brings these Psukim is because over here it says the number of the Jewish people will be so great that you can't count it. The number will be like the sand of the sea. And so we're talking about numbers over here. We're talking about the counting of the Jewish people. And as I understand it, clearly there's this dual aspect of love and anger. Anger when the Jewish people don't fulfill God's will. That come together when Hashem counts 
the Jewish people, when there's a counting, when there's a concept of counting. So let's look now, after seeing that, it's worth seeing the Pesukim inside, it's worth seeing these verses in Hosea, Hosea chapter 1 and 2, worth reading the whole entire, those two chapters. What does it say above? Right, which, as we mentioned, it says, uh, "Marry a woman who is of ill repute." He married this woman whose name was Gomer. Right, like we said, he called his child Loyami because the Jewish people, in a certain sense, were not behaving as God's nation. Right, and then the last thing that we said is that instead of being called not my nation, they're going to be called the nation of the living God. So there's this contrast at the same exact time that Hashem is speaking about His anger with us, about how He calls us not His nation. At the same time, Hashem is saying how it's it's going to change. It's going to change. It's so beautiful, this Medrash. If when Hashem is angry at the Jewish people, He shows them His love, He shows them that even though they're misbehaving, they're turning away from Him, He doesn't give up on them. He shows them His love. When we do Hashem's will, when we're connected to Him, certainly Hashem shows us His love. Says the Medrash, what is this like? A king, this is comparable, an analogy to a king who got angry at his wife. Amar Garshan, he says, I'm, I'm divorcing her. I don't care about her children. I'm not, she's not my wife. I'm not her husband. Immediately after making this bold statement, the king goes down to the shuk, he goes down to the market and he finds a goldsmith. He says, make my wife the most beautiful adornments of gold. I want you to make her bracelets and, and necklaces. So the king's good friend sees that the king is, is by the, by this gold seller, this goldsmith, ordering beautiful ornaments for his wife. So now the king, his friend, goes and spills the beans. He goes back to the neighbors of the of his of the queen. You probably heard the news that Hashem, that the king got angry at his wife. And he says, I'm divorcing you. I want to tell you a juicier bit of news. I just saw him. He was by the goldsmith. And he said, make golden ornaments for my wife. In the same way, Hashem, speaking to Hosea, He says, I want you to know how much I'm angry at the Jewish people and how the Jewish people are wayward, turning away from me, 
going after other gods. I'm not interested in these people. They're not my nation. I have no mercy on them. Tochidei, what does he say? What does Hashem say? Ben Hashem immediately afterwards says the opposite. He says that they're my precious ones. Hosea, who's the beloved one, the friend, the good friend of the king, he turns to the nations of the world, which parallel the, the neighbors of the queen, and, they, and he says to them, you think, you think that Hashem has turned away from the Jewish people? You think that Hashem has rejected the Jewish people? You think that his special relationship with them is not as strong as ever? And that's what it sounds like. Look what he's saying, look what Hashem is saying. What does it say afterwards? It says that in place of the Jewish people being referred to as Loyami, not my nation, they will return to be called my nation. So it's an incredible, incredible lesson. Incredible, deep lesson. And we'll read more about this shortly, but it's very touching. It's very touching. Kal Yisrael, the Jewish people, undergoes inquisitions and chmelnikis and ex, you know being being sent out of the countries expulsions from Spain expulsions from England expulsions from here there and everywhere holocausts and it seems like Hashem is so angry at us he doesn't want us and he's willing to destroy us and the nations of the world say hey Hashem is not interested in them. They don't keep the law. They don't keep his their covenant with God. We're the new Jews. We the Christians. We the Muslims. We're the new chosen people. And Hosea tells them, "Listen up. It might look that way, but in the same in the same breath, in the same sentence, Hashem finishes off. The king finishes off his statement about how angry he is at his wife and ready to divorce her and throw out her children." The same sentence he says, I forgive them. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. That's the counting. Count the, the, the number of the Jewish people will be like the sand of the sea. The sand of the sea, interesting, right? The sea is a place where nothing can live. The sand is at the bottom. The sand is trampled. Jewish people are trampled. We we have talked about this idea previously, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. Now let's read on and, and see another aspect of this. Because in this Medrash we, f- we find that there is a relationship that Hashem has with us. And at the very end of the Medrash it mentions the, the speech that Hosea gives, the Musr, the the words that he says to the nations of the world that they shouldn't think they shouldn't think that the Jewish people have lost their special status their special relationship with Hashem Pasuk in Shir Hashirim in Song of Songs it says great amounts of water cannot extinguish my love the Pasuk refers twice to the fact that nothing can put out the love 
that the that this man has for this woman, and it's referring to God in his relationship with the Jewish people, that he has the love that he has for us, it can't be extinguished. There is two loves that this verse is speaking about. The first love is speaking about the love that Hashem has for the people of Israel. The nations of the world, they come and they say, look, we are more faithful to you, God. Look, we are, we are willing to sacrifice our lives for you, God. We want to, uh, we want to walk into Israel and, and save the holy, holy places from the hands of the infidels, crusaders, the Muslims. Even till today, the Iranians want to take away Jerusalem, want to say that the, the, is, the people of Israel do not have a right to the holy sites of, of Jerusalem. They can make all of their claims. They can try all that they want to extinguish the love that Hashem has for us. They'll convince us to worship idols. They'll convince us to become Christians. They'll be convince us to become Muslims. They'll convince us to take the idol of money, money worship. They'll convince us to take the idols of liberal liberalism. We find that what is the great waters a reference to? It's the nations of the world. Shinemar, as the Pesach says in Isaiah chapter 17, verse 12, refers to the many, many nations, and refers to them, see that verse over there, as water. Pesach says that the, the rivers can't extinguish it, can't uh, deluge, I don't know if deluge is a is a uh, verb. Can't bring about a deluge. These are the kings and the princes who try their best to convert us, to take us away from our relationship with Hashem, to convert us to their ideals, their religions, etc. So nothing can extinguish Hashem's love for us. The nations of the world can't take that away. And there's also a love that we, the Jewish people, have for the Torah. Hashem has for the Torah. The nations of the world say, we're interested in the mitzvahs. We want to do the Torah. We want to keep the Torah. We want to fulfill the mitzvahs, the commandments. Even if you give away all of your money, in order to to acquire the Torah. It's just an embarrassment for you. If a person will give away, and it's a reference to the nations of the world, all of his money, because he wants to show that he loves the Torah, it's an embarrassment. Verse says in Tehillim, How much do we love the Torah? Right, what is the thing that's beloved? It's the Torah. So the nations of the world say, why do you not receive us? Why can't we also have access to your Torah? God says to them, because you are sinners. What about the Jewish people? What, they don't sin? The verse says afterwards that the Jewish people are referred to as a younger sister. 
What is this younger sister? Hashem is responding to the nations of the world and saying the Jewish people is like a, a young sister, like a little girl. When a baby is young, the baby grabs at my payas. My baby the other day grabbed at my payas as I was lying down next to him on his play mat. He was grabbing my payas. Child pulls on the on the hair of my, my daughters as well. Pulls on the hair of somebody and hurts them. But the but the parents and the siblings they don't get upset at the baby they understand. The baby is small. The Jewish people when we sin, Hashem doesn't doesn't hold it against us. The proof of this is the verses that we saw in Hosea, in Hosea that say. That God was angry at the Jewish people. They they angered him. Hashem started to scare them. You're not my wife. Your children who are going off and and uh, and worshiping idols. Hashem refers to them as not my nation. Why did Hashem say it? Why did God? Get angry at the Jewish people. Why did he say things that indicated that he hates us and he wants to get rid of us? It wasn't, it wasn't that he really meant it. It was that he wanted us to do tshuva. He wanted us to realize where did our negative actions bring us to? How long can Hashem, how long can Hashem, uh, endure having said something negative about us? Not even a moment. As soon as he let the words, as it were, out of his mouth, as soon as he said, they're not my nation, they're not my nation, I can't, the next words were, but they're, they're going to be so amazing, they're going to be my nation again. Instead of being called not my nation, they're going to be my nation again. Hashem loves the Jewish people. Such a deep love for us. He counts us when, when, we, when we sin. He counts us when we do wrong to show His love for us. To show that, and He expresses in the counting that, look at all of the people that died in a plague, let's say, but look at all the people that are left. This nation is so precious and so special to me. All the nations of the world cannot ever replace her, and they cannot ever take her away from me. God promises. So that is the beautiful, deep lesson of this safer called Numbers. The Numbers remind us how precious we are to Hashem, how much He loves us even when we make mistakes, even when we turn away from Him, even when we say, Hashem, where are you? There are moments where we say, where are you, God? And then we notice that He was there all along. But in that moment, we say, hey, I turned away from Hashem. Maybe God hates me. Maybe God's angry with me. But Hashem says the opposite. Don't don't you worry. Even when I'm angry with you, I still know you're going to come back to me. And you, the nations of the world, shouldn't ever think, you should never ever think that it's going to be anything different. The end of the story is always going to be clear. That The end of the story is that they will remain my precious nation, the one to whom I am wed, the one to whom I remain connected, 
through thick and thin, no matter what, no matter how far they go, no matter how much I need to punish them, they will always be my nation. And ultimately they will return and they will come back and they will repopulate this holy land of Israel and they will greet the holy age of Mashiach and be the leaders of the world that all will know and all will follow in order to find the word of Hashem. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should indeed be able to keep in mind how precious we are to Hashem, how important we are, even as we anger Him. Chas v'shalom, that's human. Even when we do what's wrong, even as we turn away, Hashem always loves us. He's always counting. He's always counting on us that we will return, that we will have a relationship with Him. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.